With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into. We don't got a lot of time to do it, so let's get right to it. Cowboys lose and a nail bite to the Jags in overtime. Texans lose to the Chiefs. We'll start off talking about that. The NFL seemed to be drunk over the weekend, and the World Cup seemed to be high. Maybe they were uh, on that ayahuasca, whatever it was. We'll get into it. Talk about the World Cup final as well. We'll also get into B. John Robinson's big announcement. He is headed to the league. We'll talk about that. Overshone makes a big announcement over the weekend that he is skipping the bowl game. Texas volleyball wins a national title, and Texas basketball gets a win over Stanford. All of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Mike Hardball Hards. What's going on, my man? All we gotta do is light the tower, baby. That's all we do. National championships. Uh, I know everybody's still waiting for it to come in football, but we gotta give love to the ladies, and the ladies are well-deserved. <laughs> of that title. But uh, let me talk about my friend that sits across from me every single day because he has a title as well. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babel. I appreciate the intro as always. That's how we waste any time introducing the real MVP. He's one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. He's the idillionaire, Patrick Davis. How you doing, brother? Doing good. Short week. Good week. Short good. week. Great week. Holiday week. Holiday week. Uh, no question about it. And, uh, of course, my man Patrick always uh, DJing a smooth soul Mondays. Um, so, um well, I'm sure you're going to have a twist on it this Smooth Soul Monday. You always do put a twist on things. Uh, so I feel a twist coming on. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on in the show. Uh, let's not waste any time, gentlemen. Let's get right to it because there's a lot to get into. 
Um, so I want to make sure that we could at least cover as much of it as we can. We won't hit all of it. I, 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 I can tell you that right now. We won't. It was just a sportsgasm of a weekend. There's no way we could hit everything, but we'll do our best. Uh, you help us out on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. <clears throat> you can always hit us up via Twitter as well. I'm at Rod Davis in the Twitterverse from Man Harge at Hardball Harge. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And uh, don't forget as well, we'll uh, get into the uh, Bijan Robinson announcement. Actually hear from Bijan coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock and, get, and go behind the burnt orange curtain, uh, talk about DeMarvin Overshone, that he's uh, skipping the bowl game, uh, Bijan Robinson entering the draft. I think we all saw that coming. It was first reported by Inside Texas. Shout out to them. Uh, and also talk about the Texas volleyball team winning the national title and Texas basketball keeping uh, the winning ways uh, going. But uh, obviously it's been a little tough for them. They're going through a lot. So we'll get into that coming up in the top of the four o'clock and the top of the six o'clock. But the NFL, gentlemen, that was the big topic of conversation. Um, and we'll get to the World Cup, too. Don't worry. World Cup in the five o'clock. We'll talk World Cup, Argentina uh, winning the World Cup and Lionel Messi. We'll get into it. I promise you. Uh, like I said, we'll try to hit as much of it as we can. There's a ton. Let's start with the NFL. Let's start with the Cowboys and the Texans. I think we can work our way, kind of, you know, start micro and work our way to the macro. Uh, Cowboys losing 40 to 34 in overtime to the Jags, although they had multiple opportunities. Cowboys led 21 to 7 at half, 27 to 10 with just over five minutes left in the third quarter. Um, and it seemed like they were in control of this game at multiple times and that the Cowboys could not close it out. There are multiple reasons they could not close it out. Uh, but ultimately, Harge, a lot of this falls on you know, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, um, and their mismanagement of the game. Uh, we all talked about this before a while, but when the – Game essentially was on the line. Cowboys had a chance to run out the clock, mm-hmm. um, which is customary in football. Had a chance to run out the clock and force the Jacksonville Jaguars to use all three of their timeouts. Uh, they forced Jacksonville to use two of their timeouts, um, but not the third. On third and ten, the Cowboys uh, chose to throw the football <laughs> Um, and that stopped the clock, which means Jacksonville did not need to use a timeout, and they left Jacksonville with one more timeout, which is basically a whisper and a prayer, and that's all they needed. Um, and we'll get to all the details of why it worked out, but that is the big topic of conversation that the Cowboys took a chance on third down and decided they wanted to uh, try to go win the game. Nothing wrong with that. Mike McCarthy, basically, his I'll get his quote here because I, I got it here because I it was something that I admired that he basically said that they tried to go win the game. Here's the quote from Mike McCarthy. He said, um, <clears throat> they had a timeout there, so your decision there is offensively to play conservative and run the ball to take the time off or you try to end the game. It's a pretty simple decision. When it converts, it's a great call. When it doesn't, you get criticized for it. Well, welcome to the criticism. That's go. what you that's what you get. Yeah. So you giveth and you take it away. You you set yourself up for failure by not doing the simple game planning stuff. And again, there I mean, we can place blame on all three levels. You can place it on Mike McCarthy, you can place it on Kellen Moore, and you can place it on Dak Prescott. Because this is the thing that I start to look at because Kellen Moore was a quarterback. He understands what it was he about. Was a QB. He was a QB. Then you can also look at Dak Prescott. I don't know what position Mike McCarthy may have played. Uh, I'm, I'm not thinking it was quarterback, but he's got a he's an offensive minded coach. And you're right. It, it, it's one of those things. Let's try to go for the home run. But in the day of football that we are playing in right now, and you saw that your defense has not played up to the standards in which we thought that they should be playing because Trevor Lawrence was on fire during that game. He wasn't slowing down. And the way that they continued to let him have whatever way he was, we'll get into boss man fats here in just a little bit, but you made a mistake in not trusting the fact of getting that timeout run. You need to make sure that you run the ball. What have I said the entire time? The game plan is Dak 30 passes, 25 to 30 passes, and running the ball. And you had an opportunity to ice the game out. It was obvious. Your team wasn't moving the ball. Your team had stopped moving. And then all of a sudden, your your defense was giving it up. So 
when do you be the adult in the room and say, you know what we need to do? We need to run the ball. We need to game manage this and understand it. And that goes to Dak, too. Dak should have went over there and said, no, 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 no. We need to run this ball. But he had confidence. And if Noah Brown makes the catch, then everybody looks great later in overtime. But during that time, before we even got to overtime, you run the dang ball. Run Cow- it. Cowboys were up 34-31 when Trevor Lawrence fumbled the ball. Got that it back. basically mm-hmm. you know, got, got you a you know, minute 28 seconds. Yep. So essentially you got 88 seconds left in the game. And the Dow- and I think you're at the Dallas 38. Cowboys, <laughs> you know, twice basically uh, they forced Jacksonville to call timeouts because mm-hmm. they ran the ball first and second down, uh, and then they chose on third and long to throw the ball deep down the left sideline to Noah Brown. Uh, that obviously was an incompletion. That stops the clock and leaves Jacksonville with one timeout. Jacksonville gets the ball back with 61 seconds left, and uh, Jacksonville ends up using uh, – first of all, we got to talk about the Evan Ingram play. The Evan Ingram play essentially saved the game for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Second and eight, <laughs> mm-hmm. Evan Ingram gets a reception at the 46-yard line with 17 seconds left on second and eight and ends up getting out of bounds. J-Run Curse has got a chance to tackle him in bounds, and it was a great effort by both. I'm not even getting on J-Run Curse for that because honestly, I think J-Run played great. Uh, Evan Ingram, I think, just yep. think his effort was just better. Yep, yep, As yep. Mac Brown would say, that guy's on scholarship too, right? He's an NFL player too. He just made a hell of a play. It was a crossing route. They essentially he catches around close to the hash mark and has the task is getting out of bounds so Jacksonville doesn't have to use their timeout. And after even review, because initially they called him tackled inbounds, and then they decided, nope, they keep their timeout. He was tackled uh, out of bounds, and he stopped the clock. And with, the, I think, the Cowboys, they called a timeout, actually, after that. Mm-hmm. They called a timeout because they want to gather themselves because they were discombobulated at the time. And, and that's when you get the 30, uh, what, they get the big completion. To Zay Jones, nineteen yep. yard completion to Who was Zay Jones. All game. Yes, on that third and three. After that, because it was a five yard gain by Evan Ingram, ends up getting out of bounds, and then you get the nineteen yard completion to the Dallas thirty yard line. Use the timeout, which ultimately they should have never had. <laughs> should have never had that timeout. All right, Thanks. they should have been trying to work the sideline because they couldn't work the middle. But like like uh, like Aaliyah. All right, they mm-hmm. worked the middle. All right, they worked the middle. And that's basically it, it. Came back to hunt the Cowboys in in the most competitive NFL season we've ever seen. Elite execution in crucial clutch moments and split second decision making are more important than ever. And the Cowboys basically failed at both of those in this game versus Jacksonville. Correct. Yeah. Correct. There was there was so many failures, and especially in the situation in which you knew what you were up against going into the game. That's lack of preparation. That, that You're supposed to be able to break down every single scenario as a head coach in this situation. You, you're supposed to have every game plan. And then as the game is being played out, you're adjusting your game plan. You have to be able to be the adult in the room. And you failed on so many levels. And I know everybody, my phone was blowing up yesterday. And I just happened to be in Dallas yesterday. So I got a chance to listen to the post game (laughs) of the Dallas Cowboy Network. I mean, mean, it it was one of those things to where the initial conversation was about Mike McCarthy. And then he takes the the microphone and he goes out there and you just read the, the quote. It's like, that's not a good answer. That is not a good answer for what just happened as far as you. Sometimes you just got to go for it. I love the call. What? 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 I I, I, I would say this because it was third and ten, right? Ten. Third and ten. So you're talking about third and long, third and in the NFL, third and really long. Dak said, quote, it was was a one-on-one. We had a crossing route with CeeDee Lamb. They put two or three guys on him. I just tried to throw it deep, give Noah Brown a chance. Going back to the checks and balances, honestly, it'd been better if Dak had just decided to keep it 
and run and the run clock. it yes. or fold up and just keep the clock running. Ex- so getting back Make to your point about checks and balances, bad call by Kellen Moore. All of them. Bad call by Mike McCarthy not vetoing, not intervening there. And then bad call by Dak Prescott going, man, I am. I got my coaches are just some idiots. I got, hey, thank I got you. to do this my damn I got to come All in right. there and change the good. play I, myself. I, I'll drop back, but I ain't throwing this ball unless it's guaranteed. But I'll throw it underneath just to make sure it's a guaranteed completion. And if you're going to run that play, third and ten, make it an extension of the running game. Make it a quick, easy completion where it's basically just it still forces them to use the timeout. They have to use the timeout. That's the bottom <laughs> That's line. The bottom line you can throw it. No, you, you can, can throw, throw it. it. Patrick Mahomes was throwing it on third in those situations versus the Texans. We'll get to a lot because he's Patrick Mahomes. I, I was going to say. I think Andy Reid just felt, you know what, game's on the line. I ain't, I ain't handed off to McKinnon, he's got McKinnon right. or, you know, was it Pacheco? Yeah, Pacheco. Uh, Pacheco, yeah. Pacheco no, 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 yeah. I'm not hanging off to us. Nope. I'm, my, my best player, who might be the best player in the league, the game is on the line. I'm going to drop back, and I'm going to let him determine, you know, the fate of the Kansas City Chiefs. But also, there were the game plan was built around easy completions for him. Most of his completions were under 10 yards. Right. They were easy, quick completions where you, he knew exactly where the ball Go was going. Go ahead and give me the rap that you got. For Dak, you quick went. Quick game, quick game, yeah, quick game. Yeah, you went with one of the most low percentage completions in football on a third and 10 scenario. That's that's a bad dang coaching mistake by Kellen Moore. That's bad on Mike McCarthy hearing that and deciding, well, what the hell? Timeout. Obviously, this young guy, I don't know what the hell he's doing. And it's bad on Dak Prescott, who's a veteran quarterback, not going. All right, yeah, they call the play. I'll, I'll run the play, but ultimately, if I don't get an easy completion here, I'm just going to fall down and force them to use a timeout. Because we're punting anyway. The whole point is right. we're just trying to make them waste And the we timeout. have a yeah. all-pro punter. Yeah, it was a dumb and dumb. Like, this was dumb and dumber. Like, <laughs> dumb, no, no, what's the, what's the, what is the sequel? Dumb, dumber, dumber and dumber. Dumbest. Like, it's, yes. yeah, it's dumb, dumber, and dumbest. Yes. It is dumb, dumber, and dumbest. I don't know what what is happening. Right. Like, what are you what And that is the thing that bothers me the most is, like, <laughs> when, I come in here from the very beginning of the year when Dak first got hurt, I considered the season a wash for me, right? Now we're looking at a team that is 10 and, what, 4? And we're still questioning the same things that we questioned from the very beginning. I know you want me to to give the love to Kellen Moore for his play calling. No, no, but no. Situation, I'll that but I'm good. saying the situational stuff that we are seeing day in and day out are the things that we, we question everywhere. It's like you can look across the NFL and you can say, why in the world are we so pa- past happy? You should have ran the ball. I understand it's boring. You know, we know we we shouldn't be throwing. We shouldn't be running the ball. We should be throwing it. I get it, but when it's at the end of the game, and you have a chance to either win you can- or lose the game, and you run a 50-50 ball to your worst wide receiver, and I know people. Oh, he had a great day. He yesterday. did have a great day. He did have a great until, day. That's not, the, Noah until, Brown. Until, that's not Noah Brown's fault. Until overtime. Yeah, but that's not. Until overtime. Uh, he did that not. was a bad play by Noah Brown. Yes, he should have caught okay. that ball. That ball was in the bread basket, and you should catch that ball. And now and people it, are crucifying Dak Prescott about it, and no, I understand no. it. And Dak I Prescott's two picks were a, a ball that Noah Brown should have caught that bounced off his chest, essentially, um, and him trying to cradle it into the hands of a defender for Jacksonville. And the other one was Dak Prescott got, got hit from behind, and his arm was disturbed. You, his you, and, you and I disturbed. understand yeah. that. And, it, and he overthrew it. That, I mean, that, that happens, but that's not his. those picks are not Dak's fault. The, the Dak, play call was bad, bad was all bad the way around. Play call. Dak, honestly... I don't know if Dak can change play calls, but he should have changed that play call. I don't, know how 10, he, I don't know why he shouldn't play call. be able to. I the love first the tech, half? The text is stupid, stupider, and stupidest. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, that is just – First I, half, it is, was beautiful. It was a beautiful game I just game don't understand in a, in, a, in a league of checks and balances, you're supposed to have checks and balances. Yes, the offensive coordinator, I can get swept away. I yes, get it. Yes, he gets swept yes. away in the moment. That's cool. Caught up. I feel you feel he getting caught up. That's right because, you know what, I got a head coach with the same headset on going – <laughs> uh, I feel you. It's all right. I, I, I feel you. Got you get emotionally swept up in it. Don't worry. It's okay. We'll we'll save that play call for another time. Exactly. Right now we're gonna run the rock and we're gonna do this. So both of those fail safes failed. And then when you got to your veteran quarterback who's supposed to be, you know, he's the face of your franchise. He's part of that. He's the checks and balances too. Yes. He decided. Nah, I'm gonna chunk it deep to Noah Brown in this situation too. What? All all of y'all failed the test. 
That's and you had the answers. Yes, that and was you had the easy. answers. Like, just run the rock. Don't throw. Don't don't have an incompletion. Yes, it was a DKR rule. Right, the DKR rule. Yes. What they always say is that there. They say there are three things that happen when you throw the football, and the two of them are bad. It was two the DKR are, rule. Just, yeah. No, no, no. We don't really want to. We just want to make sure it's an incomplete. Uh, yeah. Don't have an incompletion. Yeah. That's the worst possible situation here. Even a sack would have been better. It would have been a sack so would have been better ideal. Because they've still got to call that timeout. <laughs> Everything's better than that situation. And how did you not work through those mental and the, scenarios? And the other part of it, was he even going to come in inbounds? Was he going to come down inbounds? It looked like he was out of bounds. I don't understand. That's high, I mean, this is high school coaches are watching going, are we serious here? Right. That's, everybody knows you got to make sure there is not an incompletion on that play. So even Dak should have been looking for the check down. What's the easy completion that nobody else is guarding? That's the one that I'm throwing. And everybody fell there. So I'm not, listen, it, it's. We it, saw the one on one, and I felt like we could beat them. And I'm like, with Noah Brown. One on one. It's like, what are you trying? <laughs> with Noah Brown, dude. Yeah, right. It that, wasn't CD Lamb. Hasn't that been the Cowboys? That's that too smart for their own good. And oh, we're going to trick them. You're like, you ain't tricking nobody. You're not. You're not. Like, you're, and you don't need to. The reason you were winning this game was because you had one time of possession. Thank you. Because you you had fewer turnovers, because you had fewer penalties, because you would run the ball more times than you threw it. You did all of those things right throughout the game, so you had the lead. And all you had to do was at the end of the game not go, well, we did everything right, so now let's mess it up. That's all you had to do was not try and be too cute at the end of the game, and then you probably would have ended up winning the game. But you got cute. At the very end, after you've done everything by the book for the rest of the game, and you end up costing yourself the game. Style over substance. Yeah. Dallas I mean, Cowboys like, in a nutshell. If you in the look last at most years. of the stats throughout that game, I mean, other than total yards, Dallas pretty much has the edge on everything. Yes. No, no, it was it, it ended up it shouldn't have been a slugfest. The, the Cowboys had chances to close this game out. This, the Cowboys were up twenty four to ten when Trevor Lawrence throws that interception in the third quarter. At the Jacksonville 42, it was like 627 left in the third quarter. Um, and the Cowboys end up going kind of two plays, and then they end up kicking the field goal, the 53-yarder. Man, think about if you get a touchdown there instead. You right. You go up. Three, you know what I mean? Like, there, there, were, there were times where they could have closed this team out, and they really didn't. And let's get into some of the details here for the Cowboys. And this is something that all of us on this show have – I don't, I don't know if another show has harped on it as much, but we've been pretty <laughs> adamant. The corner opposite Trevon oh Diggs. God. And we've been saying corner opposite Trevon Diggs, that's the first place you start attacking the Cowboys, and then you run the ball. That's the second place. Well, they attacked the corner opposite Trevon Diggs, Kelvin Joseph. Um, he had three targets on him for two receptions, 69 yards. <laughs> Nice. And two touchdowns before they decided to bench him. And then they put Nation Wright in. Nation Wright was much better, but it did not deter the Jacksonville Jaguars from throwing the football. Gentlemen, they decided to chunk it. And Trevor Lawrence had a great game, uh, but mostly because he was able to attack the Cowboys secondary, which ended up getting banged up. Their defense ended up being banged up. Their defense is is in a bad, bad spot right now. And to me, I mean, let's be honest about it. When you start looking at what the Dallas Cowboys were at the very beginning and where they are now with all the injuries, and I believe me, I am far from somebody to make excuse for the injury report. But I'm, I'm, I didn't realize how important Leighton Vanderesh was for Ooh, the Cowboys, wait. and I didn't understand. I didn't yeah. realize how important Anthony Brown was. Oh yes, I told you. See, I kept trying to tell you. I was like, man, Anthony Brown is actually more serviceable than y'all. What do you credit for? Not look at it. Like now, thankful for Anthony Brown. Y'all I'm like, man, back, I owe him an apology. Y'all miss him. I do <laughs> because I said it from the very beginning. I'm like, if we have to revert to boss man fats as our defensive back, and I asked you flat out right here on these airways, you said he has bad technique. He's bad. He's a liability. He's a liability. Yeah, he's a, he's a liability out there, man. And I said thank you because I needed, I needed, mm. I need you to confirm mm. my thoughts yeah. because I'm looking at this dude and I'm like I would attack him every single day. They did, and there's no reason for any team's game plan to look any other way. Mm-hmm. 
And it's been showing to prove that. And even when he gets beat, he's not. he don't even look like he's upset. It don't even look like he's mad. It's like, he, uh, uh, we're at practice. No, bro. This is a real game, and your team is dependent upon you. You were a second-round pick, and that goes back to Mullins, who they just picked up. That's, that's my other question. He, too, was a second-round pick. Who is going to be the guy to take that position? Nashawn Wright, okay, he came in. He played a little bit better. He didn't play great. But he he played anybody that comes in after that is going to look better. Anybody uh, that comes in after Kelvin Joseph is going to look a little bit better. We looked, we talked about Deron Bland. I thought he played okay, but there was a situation where we thought he was going to be on the inside part of that wide receiver. Zay Jones got inside of him, boom, touchdown on that last drive. mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what is really going on and again people keep keep poking at me talking about the Cowboys are just doing what Cowboys do you're 1000% correct but why is it that I have to accept that as a Cowboys fan you 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 can't look at this team and really believe that they're headed in the right direction whether it's Dak throwing untimely interceptions and people calling them poor man's Romo people are still thinking Romo was the greatest quarterback Romo threw a ton of interceptions a ton of them but here's the deal we were expected our defense to help lead the way they gave up 503 yards yesterday yeah 503 well, not only that, the last two weeks yes, we've seen thank you. the Cowboys' defense look vulnerable, and they've allowed uh, – actually had only one sack in the last two weeks. That worries me That because that was kind of their identity, right, as a defense. You're That's not scheming they, it up anymore? They, they pressured the quarterback better than anybody else in the NFL. They haven't been doing that the last two weeks. And in this uh, this game, Travis Etienne, when LVE went out, when Leighton Van Der Esch went out, you're totally right, Harge. Uh, Travis Etienne, man, he, he ate. yards per carry, uh, 19 rushes for 103 yards. That's a problem. He actually is their best tackler. If you go look at lowest missed tackle rate, he's at 2.2 at missed tackle percentage. Hell, your guys like Malik Hooker's at 13%. Donovan Wilson, great tackler, 9%. Anthony Barr is at 5%. He is a really good tackler and has been, and he's been, it's his best tackling season actually since his rookie year. Uh, I believe, and him coming out was it decimated that Cowboys rush defense. So that's we know there are two two ways to attack the Cowboys defense. You throw the ball opposite Trevon Diggs, and then you run the football. If you stay loyal to those two things, you can beat the Cowboys defense. That's just Here, in a nutshell. This 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 will put it all in perspective. Going to the Dallas Cowboys and what their defense was, the the. Jaguars lost both of their tackles, their left tackle and their right tackle, and the Cowboys still couldn't get to the quarterback. Mm-mm. That's a problem. It's a problem. That's a, why is it that Demarcus Lawrence, D Law, what they call themselves, them hot boys? <laughs> why them hot boys ain't burning up something? They ice ice. They, they too cold, too cold. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, now I'm with you. The Cowboys defense, which was the reason they were winning games early in the year, they're not playing well right now either. Um, and what worries me is that they're not playing well against, I'm not going to say mediocre offenses, but average offenses. Not Yeah, not, not highly productive Now the offenses. Jags are getting much better. The Texans are... Uh, they got a number one overall quarterback, okay? Yeah, so, so we'll give The Jaguars are getting much better. So the Jags, I will say that you go look at it, and Trevor Lawrence, in his last six games, he's thrown for over 300 yards and three and at least three touchdowns three different times, and in three of the last four games. So my 70% completion percentage in the last six games, 7.5 yards per attempt, only one interception and 14 touchdowns. He's been he's on four fire. And two. He's been on fire. He's been um, on fire. But remember that previous performance versus the Texans, everybody chalked up to, oh, the Cowboys, it's a letdown. They're okay. As long as you find a way to win – you know, uh, the Cowboys don't have anything to worry about. Actually, no, there are some things that were, in my opinion, troubling during the Texans' win uh, for the Cowboys. They came back to haunt them again versus the Jacks, and these are not considered elite teams. Right. Well, All right, when you I, let bad teams hang around, bad things happen. 
And that's the thing that we're starting to see. <laughs> you shut the clock. You were up 17 points on them. So you had them. You had them and on, this you is had multiple on, times you had that on, you've had this. You had them on the mat, your foot on their throat. And like the villain at the end of the movie, you started bragging and showboating and telling them your plan about how great you are and how you're going to take over the world. And then they found a way to thwart your plans. Right. And then they beat you. So yes. I, I don't understand how that happened in the it, NFL. It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And then everybody after the game is all upset and the players are, I'm tired of losing. What? What does that even mean to me anymore? You're playing in the NFL. They could not tackle Lawrence yesterday. How many times did they have him in the backfield? What's what's our big number, 91? He's the new guy. I, I don't even know his name anymore. He tried to tackle him, and he tried. Why are all, everybody trying to tackle these quarterbacks up high? Well, I think that Grab is just— Grab their waist. No, that, that is just a product of the roughing the passer penalties, which are almost now up to three per game in the NFL— and I think you're starting to see a clear shift in the approach by defensive linemen and defensive front guys, blitzers. People are rushing the quarterback on the way they approach the quarterback multiple times, not even just in that uh, that Cowboys-Jacks game. All weekend long, you saw guys that were almost, once they get around the quarterback, they were being much less aggressive, and they were trying their best not to get a penalty. And oftentimes the quarterback would escape. Yeah, easily. Get right out of their grasp and just keep it moving. Yes. You saw Dak do it? Remember that? No, no. Actually, Dak had the most egregious one. Remember they, they, the guy had Dak almost wrapped up, and for I forgot what player it was. He had Dak wrapped up and for some reason didn't slam him to the ground. And I don't know why he didn't or didn't keep him wrapped up. He thought automatically the play was over. Yeah. And I guess he thought Dak, because Dak pump faked, that Dak had get rid of the ball. He had him wrapped up, literally arms around him, barrels out on Dak, and let him go. Yep. There's a that, that is exactly what the NFL wants. This is psychological deprogramming, right? And trying to make sure D linemen are not as aggressive going out the quarterbacks. That once they get around them, they start pillow fighting. That's the, that is. <laughs> I, I think we're, I think it's obvious. Anybody who watches right. a lot of NFL football, you see it. You know you see it. You're like, man, why didn't he go up and just wail off on that guy? You know why? Right. Because as he wailed off on him, he'd have got a penalty. So he went up there and he started tiptoeing. And he started grabbing yeah, him. He wasn't and he being wanted as to be aggressive. polite with it. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, what the hell? Tried to lay like, down yeah, with him. You got him. a grown ass man at yeah. quarterback yeah. who's powerful, been lifting weights. And then they're like, no, <laughs> hell no, I ain't going down. You going to take me down. Yeah. And then he's like, what the hell? So it's like, you got two different worlds diverging. This is exactly what the NFL wants. They want the defenders less aggressive and they want the offense more aggressive. And they out the offense knowing they have a halo of protection constantly. Hey, if you do get hit hard, don't worry. We got your back. It's, it's it going depends on who the quarterback end. is, though. They don't call them all. Mm, they uh, don't, yeah. but most of the time they do. Yeah. Most of the time they, don't they call do. Them all, but I Not feel all. You. You're right. They don't. Cam, yeah. Trust me, Cam Newton's like, hey. Holla at you, boy. You want to get banged around? They're like, hey, I didn't see nothing, Cam. I'm sorry. I don't know why they like hating Cam Newton for some reason. Because they're closed before pregame. I don't know what they did. They just liked about Cam. Cam Newton was getting mashed, though. They no penalty at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. We come back. We got, uh, we'll got. we get into some Texans a little bit later on. Texans lose to the Chiefs, but, uh, man, it was a banger of a game versus the Chiefs. We'll get into that later on. NFL Week 15 review on the other side. Also, uh, we'll come back and talk more about the wacky weekend that was the NFL. Man. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful the Horn. B&E. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you're down and true. 
All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Now on the Horn. It is a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104 Now on the Horn. Uh, and this is exactly why my man Patrick came up with Smooth Soul Monday, to soothe the soul of tortured sports fans like my man Harge, a Cowboys fan. Damn. I'm a Texans fan, so, I mean, honestly, as long as the Texans make it interesting, <laughs> as long as it's not a boring game, I'm okay with the Texans. Yeah, how about this? This is why I'm really excited. Uh, you, Patrick, you can appreciate this as a former Texans fan. The Texans no longer will be mentioned when they talk about the greatest comeback oh, yeah. in NFL well, history. Well, the Texans, whatever. Houston won't be mentioned anymore. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, Houston. Sorry, Houston. Say the city of Houston. You're right, because it's lovely blue thing. Uh, but yeah, city of Houston. Which is a I like thing. it. Yeah, I we'll like get it. to that because that actually happened. Hey, uh, and my Raiders team. won in not a weird fashion at all. <laughs> Clearly, they won it on their own. <laughs> like, right? Was the NFL just drunk and high? It as was. We it was a you're combo. Right. Right. What did you say? Ashwagama yeah. or whatever it's called? Ayahuasca? Yeah, they no, was they all, all that, of that. that. The Aaron Rodgers stuff, <laughs> Yeah, man. they were. No, seriously. Psychedelic. Largest comeback in NFL history, all right, when Minnesota came back versus the Colts, they had, Colts had a 33-point halftime oh lead. God. You had three overtime games. You had five walk-off wins. Patrick Dicker, Raiders. The Patrick kicker. Raiders been one of them. Digger the kicker. Cow- Cowboys <laughs> were victims of the walk-off wins. That on, was. That's, That's technically I, a walk-off win. Too soon, bro. Too soon. <laughs> you, had the, you had that overtime pick six. Um, you also had a pick six uh, walk-off regulation. That's Las Vegas, uh, basically, because that was a pick that, six that walk-off regulation over New England. That is crazy. We can get to that if y'all want to well, as well. It's not a pick six. It was a fumble recovery, technically, I right? I actually don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What because it was a lateral, so it's not a pass. I don't know. What I mean, is, he I picked it up in the air, is. but if it hit the ground, it was still a live ball. And it was, did, it, so did it, it hit the ground? No, no. but it, it's still it's you're, it's a lateral, so it's technically it a backwards pass. It was a backwards yeah. pass because so he's I, like thirty I, I yards past the line of scrimmage when he threw it. I still think it's considered an interception. Let me see what is they it? put it in. Let me see what they put it in. I think it's still considered an interception, though. I think Chandler Jones gets a pick. And he, and he just Debo's Mac Jones. Yeah. Who basically that's was trying what to, really oh, made it bad. Mac Jones trying to get a charging call. I don't know what the hell that was. Like, what he was like, block, block. Well, he was just too <laughs> close. <laughs> he was too close to. Uh, it says to fumble recover. It oh, says it fumble recover. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Mac recover. Jones was just too close to get out of the way. Mm. You know, a quarterback kind of runs at a guy and then falls backwards. Yeah. He was like right there. So he's like, <laughs> oh, man. Ah, crap. What am that I going to do? crazy. Uh, but, yeah, so Patrick's right. It is a fumble recovery. That is weird, though. I don't know why it would be a fumble recovery when I don't know if the ball was ever fumbled. I think well, it, no, was but it was the fact thrown, that it it's, was it's backwards. backwards. It was that, a lateral. That, that yeah. make it, it a fumble? Yeah, because remember, anytime it's like a rush. If the ball is thrown backwards and you run it, it's a rushing Yeah, play. like So when, when a running back uh, is handed off the ball and then throws it back to the quarterback, that's a fumble recovery by the quarterback? Because it's a lateral. I doubt that's well, considered. No, but it's, it's I don't not, know it's not because I don't there was never seen it like but no, but there was never oh, no, because of they went no because of the fact too they went past the line of scrimmage already. That's what it's got to be. That's because they well, went past the line of scrimmage. It's got to be it's got to be like, the pass the line of scrimmage if you, and then throwing it backwards. That's yep. what it's got to that's got to be a technical cuz it can't be every time it right. goes backwards. That can't be the case. So it's right. it's well, no, got to be it's not a fumble until he caught it. If it if it hit the ground though, if no one caught it it's a fumble, right? Yeah. And then it's just a fumble recovery by the rate. But how can it be a fumble recovery if it's never a fumble? But is it, as soon as that's why, that's why, that's why it's weird uh, to me. It can be a fumble it's recovery. Amazing, it's never but a fumble. It can't be a, it can't be a pass. <laughs> it yep. can't be a pass because it's already passed. So it's illegal to throw any type of pass. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, say, it's say, how, how it's a semantic. He, but like he, technically, I think if you throw a screen pass that's thrown behind you. So if if you're a quarterback and you step back and you throw a screen pass ten yards behind you and that's picked like off from back, double pass. That's still double, that's a fumble recovery. Pass would be because anything that would hit the ground and stay live would then be considered a fumble recovery. It's freaky, it's freaky stuff. Um, okay, let's I got it. some freaky stuff for y'all, and Give a little bit us. later, I want to talk to y'all about bad beats. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give it to y'all right now, because we you? haven't got into this game yet. So I'm gonna give it to you right now. Last night, I had a parlay. Plus 2,400. This is the first time I've ever talked about this, guys. And I want to share it with the group. I had a bad beat last night. Plus 2,400. My play was Tyler uh, Taylor Heineke getting over 11 yards rushing. Mm. He got that. Okay. I had... That's a good one. Yeah. I had um, Saquon Barkley over 65 yards rushing. He got that late in the game. Mm-hmm. He got there. He did. He did well on that. I also had Brian Robinson over 
66 and a half yards rushing. He got there. He did that. I also had Saquon Barkley scoring a touchdown. That's he good. did that. And the bad beat of the evening, I had Brian Robinson also oh. scoring oh. a touchdown. Oh, that's not cool. Plus 2,400, guys. Mm, that was taken off the table. It yes. Took that, it took that back. Because of a quote-unquote illegal formation. Mm, which, As he looked at the referee and asked him twice, am I good? And that was how your boys' night. By the way, I stayed up all night to watch the end of that game. Because, obviously, by the way, the Cowboys made the playoffs because of that victory by the Giants. They are yes. now clinching a go. playoff Shout spot, out. even though, you know, we're going to dissect them to craziness. Mm-hmm. But your boy put $100 on that parlay. How much would you have won? Plus 2400 Wow. So the ref screwed you? <sighs> no. Terry McLaurin. No, screw the, me. The refs by not did. lining up, you should know by now. No, the refs did. He asked the refs about it. Think he asked the refs. It. He did twice. He asked the refs twice he if said, he was Am good. I good. And the refs told him he was good. There's video evidence of it. Matter of fact, Scary Terry was asked about. It. Do we have this sound from Scary Terry? He was asked by the media about it. He was upset visibly. Um, here's what he had to say about the illegal formation penalty uh, that cost him that potential win because Brian Robinson's touchdown plunge was nullified. Thanks. Pointing at the ref, can you take us through what you saw in that sequence? Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like I was on the ball the uh, entire time. If you look through the, the game, I lined up there pretty much every play. So I checked to see if I was good the first time and he was like, like move up a little bit. So when I moved up, I checked to see if I was good, and he said I was good. So, um, no, I'm not trying to get fined. So, <laughs> we had our other opportunities before it to come down like that. That's tough. But Terry, he told. Did you hear him tell you that you were okay? Yeah, I did. Like that's why I'm giving him a thumbs up twice to make sure I was, I was good. But, I mean, in that event, I guess I can't make it close for a judgment call, but. Uh, like I said, I feel like I checked with him twice. So, so what did they tell you? Because you went up to them after. What did they tell you? Yeah, he didn't say nothing. They, one of the refs just kind of moved me out the way, uh, and while they talked about it, and they made the call. Terry, I see the emotion in your face right now yeah. for a call like that to kind of potentially decide this game. Yeah, just give me your emotions with that. Uh, it's frustrating, um, you know, because I I pride myself on on being attention to details, and I'm detail oriented in everything that I do. And with the game on the line, uh, you know, you don't want to make a mistake to put your team in, to hurt your team. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I was good. And I felt like I was with his confirmation. And at the end of the day, I'm just trying to take ownership and make sure it's not close. You know what I mean? But it's, it's kind of tough sometimes because if your helmet's leaning over, they may call size. So, um, yeah. All right. So after that legal formation penalty, they have the fourth and six, I believe it is. Yeah. And there's a what looks to be one of the most obvious pass interference calls that you would have ever seen in your life. I mean, As they like to say, egregious. that's egregious. Yeah, it seemed to be egregious. <laughs> yes. um, here is Ron Rivera, Washington's coach, after the loss to um, uh, the Giants 20-12, being asked about that call and the illegal formation call. Terry seemed pretty adamant. He had pointed his hand out to the ref. What, what was the explanation? What did you guys see on the, on the film? Looked like Terry pointed. That's his hand exactly out. what I thought too. Thank you. And I got to ask about the Curtis one as well. Um, the fourth down. Uh, yeah, I mean, I again. Yeah. In fact, don't ask me about the refereeing because I can't answer the question. Ryan, you had. There you go. Uh, it it was bad. I, I'll admit uh, the illegal. I'll say this about the the illegal formation being. And, and when you can talk to the ref, I've always been told at every level of football that you can consult the referee about where you're on line scrimmage, even a DB, because DB is playing bump and run right. coverage. If you close I need to, to know sometimes. He's yes. like, hey, you back, back up. And, you know, you back up. So here's this, this is the only thing I can think of as to why that referee 
would have done him so dirty and you know gave him the you know the thumbs up or gave him the approval when he was actually not on line of scrimmage. Maybe he didn't move up enough. And it's not the referees. It's not his job to make sure you're on line of scrimmage. Yeah. I told you to move up once. I ain't gonna tell you to move up again. I told you once, move up. Now I'm gonna need you to make the call on if you're on the line of scrimmage. If you ain't, sorry, man. You I ain't my job to keep approving you of it. Like I, I'll admit, giving you once, and if you don't really understand that I told you to move up more, that's on you. That's the only thing I can think of is that he didn't move up enough. And the referee's like, I told you to move up more, and you didn't move up. <sighs> that's on you. I can't keep telling you. To, I'm, my job is not to keep you. I got I got other things I gotta do. I'm just worrying about you moving on line of scrimmage. That's right. your job. Right. You're asking me to help you with your job. You do your you're job. You're supposed to know what you're doing. So that's the only thing I can think of. But that is, that's, ugh, I've never heard that. Usually the refs and whoever that person is, they do have an understanding. Because you right. see them all game. Right. You're talking guy. to them. You're pointing to them all the time. I'm like, hey, what's up, ref? We good? He's like, you good. You good, Rob. You come like, yeah, let's go, baby. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I get that. Yes. I, I, ugh, I've never. It is cringeworthy. Because as a football player, you spoke, there's a trust between you and every, and I don't know yes. if there's anything official in the, you know, like officiating code and book and about it, about, you know, that, um, that communication between that person. Cause maybe there's not, maybe it's un, maybe it's an unwritten rule. Uh, but I've never seen it violated to that extent. Yeah. Where it, both, both, both parties are in direct, uh, opposition about what was agreed upon. And the fact that it came down to the end of the game for that Clutch to happen time. on oh. on the basically the final play for your opportunity to win yeah, that game. And, and and you were about to go for two. And they were all excited about it. You're setting yourself up. And then, boom. Not only that, you cost your boy some money. Yeah, that's I'm true. sitting there looking <laughs> at this game. I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden I get that play. That one play. Yeah. And hey. this is where and we're now at. Christmas is canceled. Yes. <laughs> Santa, hey, Santa ain't coming to the ghetto you this like, year. Are you like Clark, Clark Griswold now? You didn't get your bonus? Exactly. I'm looking at it. <laughs> then bought all this stuff. <laughs> Turkey drive. Oh, man. There you go. Uh, all right. We'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side. We have official Texas high school football champions in football. We'll discuss them on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nine the Horn. Well, I'm just about a mover, too. They tell me you a groover. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. My man Patrick DJing a Smooth Soul Monday. Soothing the uh, tortured soul of sports fans whose teams may have suffered an L over the weekend. And um, you guys know who you are, Cowboys fans. Uh, all right, we'll get to some uh, more NFL news notes and nuggets here uh, um, momentarily. And uh, we'll get to some Texas Longhorn discussion next segment, actually, in the 4 o'clock. But let's get into the flex. Uh, there are some state uh, champions that have been crowned in football. Well, all of them have been crowned in football. Um, but the ones uh, locally here um, that were still in action, they did not fare well, Harch. They did not fare well. Uh, Vandergriff lost to DeSoto 42-17. to It was close early. Uh, DeSoto separated um, from <laughs> the, yes. the Vandergriff Vipers. Uh, we also talked about uh, Carthage beating Wimberley 42-0 to over the weekend, uh, making quick work of Wimberley. And actually, the truth is, Dallas, the Dallas area just dominated. Run so it, all, baby. It, it ain't just Austin that, <laughs> you know, ended up getting, you know, kind of shut out of the uh, state championship representation in football. Um, Houston really didn't have any representation mm-hmm. either, man. It was all about South Dallas. <laughs> South Repping. Dallas basically running. You're talking about South Oak Cliff. Ended up winning a state title. Uh, Duncanville and DeSoto. And all basically considered to be... South Side Dallas. All within what? 
30, 30 <laughs> mile radius from each other, yeah, and they, like, maybe even smaller than that. I mean, crazy, it was man. it was one of those things where you just sit there. And I happened to be at the state championship game on Friday when China Springs won in walk off fashion against Bernie and Cash McCullum, who was originally on our All Flex team, ended up leaving. His dad got a job in China Springs as a coach in China Springs. He ended up leaving, and he was supposed to be the starting quarterback for Wimberley. Ended up moving there, and they won the state championship, and he was the MVP, offensive MVP of the state championship game. They actually kicked the field goal right into where I was sitting. Mm -hmm. But watching uh, South Oak Cliff and watching those players come onto the field and then, of course, looking at Duncanville and what Coach Samples was able to do. I mean, I saw a tweet the other day. It said, in 1990, Lincoln High School, Coach Samples w- went 4-6. Uh, and six. By uh, 2004, they were state runner-ups. In 2005, at Skyline, they, he went 7-4. and four. By 2014, they were state semifinalists. In 2015, uh, Duncanville was 2-8, and eight, and now they're state champions. So what he has been able to do with the growth and uh, maturation of his players throughout that community, and you said it, Rod, think about it. The way that everything was broken down in each realm of the state championship, not only at the the 5 and 6A level, oh, yeah. look at the 3 and 4A. That's oh, yeah. up there in that uh, Metroplex mm-hmm. area and surrounding oh, yeah. areas as well. No, they dominated actually for the first time since 2014. Um, Houston and Austin metro areas were shut out right. on state titles. That hasn't been a real long time between Westlake, Lake Travis, and right. then all the Houston area teams like KD and North Shore, and then all of the you know the different teams there in Houston yeah. that up and coming. So you had Duncanville six A D one, Desoto six A D two. These are your champions. Five A D one, Alito five A D two, South Oak Cliff four A D one, China Spring four A D two, Carthage three A D one, Franklin. 3AD2 was Gunter, uh, 2AD1 yeah. Holly, 2AD2 Albany, 1AD1 was Westbrook, and 1AD2 uh, Benjamin. So depending on how big you want to make the DFW area, the DFW Metroplex, I mean, you got a, you know, I don't know, four or five teams, I guess you could Already. throw in there potentially in the Dallas area that consider themselves to be state champions. So DFW domination, uh, pretty much. And even that, I'm, I'm a Houstonian, and I'll admit right. Domination. You got to give the shout out. I mean, I got to see it. I was there. Mm-hmm. I saw these boys walk up in there, and there's some grown men playing football in this high school level. And one of them, Jonte Cook, yeah, he's about that life, bro. Ask the people from Vandegrift. They got a chance to see that up close and personal. He caught a uh, stop route and turned it up, and nobody could catch him. Yeah, he was uh, that cold. Well, yeah, I know he, he was just, that cold. <laughs> anytime he ended up one on one with anybody, that was going to yeah. be a mismatch. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll come back. Go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all your social media platforms. Uh, you can catch up with all the great uh, work and content up there at flxatx. And congratulations to all of the uh, state champions no uh, in football in the state of Texas. We'll come back. We'll talk about Bijan Robinson entering the NFL draft. Demarvion Overshown skipping the bowl game. Texas volleyball lighting the tower, and come Texas on. basketball getting a win. We'll go behind the burnt orange curtain right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.